Hello there, everybody. Welcome back to the Haggies Gaming Podcast. I'm David, here with my co-host, Stan. Hello, hello. We're going to be doing some TFT talk today um, on the uh, 10.8 update, and uh, it's a big one. A lot of stuff. What do you want to yeah, start with, Yeah, uh, it seems like they want to shake things up a lot. Uh, I think one thing to note from the devs, they made a post on Reddit, and they said that they were pretty happy with the current state of the game for the most part and the variety besides of a few things like the pacing but we'll get to that a little bit later so just just to start with the new like completely new things uh they're releasing Zareth who is a five cost dark star and sorcerer so that'll be interesting i'm assuming they're putting him in there so that sorks can activate their chase traits as well so chase traits are being added and chase traits are essentially like eight sorks, for example, so the maximum number of mount of one particular origin or class. Um, so let's move on to a few of the new galaxies. So they're adding two new galaxies. The first one is called Trade Sector. Uh, players get one free reroll in each round. What, what do you think about that Insanity. one? Insanity. <laughs> yeah, that's. Um, I, I like it because I think it's a real big shakeup. And uh, I think it's really going to change the game if you get this galaxy. It's. it's... <laughs> Yeah, one free reroll is huge. And I think a lot of people will assume that this would be this would encourage early game aggression, but I think it could also encourage uh leveling really aggressively. Yeah. Cuz if you blow all your gold to level to 8, you're getting two you're getting two rolls automatically. You don't have to worry about income as much as you normally would. Yeah, exactly. It, it actually helps the patient player a lot with the free the free roll. Cuz the big risk of being patient leveling is that you're going to have like a bunch of level 1s on your team and you're going to be taking damage but if you get the extra roll now you have the opportunity to actually build a, a solid team free of charge so seems more like to me like my instincts say it will help the the patient player more yeah see i could actually see it both ways because what if uh i don't know early game rolling is is now meta with earlier characters i could see players hyper rolling even more aggressively and with the changes to the amount of damage players take, which we'll touch on a little bit later, I could see that exacerbating early game damage taken and, you know, forcing players into these really interesting decisions. And what I like about this galaxy is that this will force the game to be played differently. You know, mm-hmm. like, for example, four-cost carousel, that didn't, it kind of forced the game to be played differently, but not really. All the traditionally meta things are still going to be meta. But this one kind of changes like the baseline mechanics and how you would normally income and save for gold. Yeah, so these, these uh, the two new galaxies that they've introduced really shake up the game. And uh, I'm really happy about that. Yeah, so and the second one is uh, super dense galaxies. Upon reaching level five, players receive a free force of nature. What do you think, Bob? Hmm. That one, I, I think, is a little more tricky. Because I, I for that one I can't I feel like I can't really make a prediction on that, but um I did notice that in the update and we'll talk about it later too is that um a lot of the traits have um like a nine character bonus being added to them, so I feel mm-hmm. like they put this one in there to kind of go alongside with that because they want you to go for these giant like all one yeah, trait so, costs uh, comps. Yeah, because some of these chase traits can't be so chase traits for people who don't know is. Like I touched on earlier, the maximum version of each 
origin and classes. So for Sorks, it'd be eight Sorks, I believe it is. Um, some of these chase traits can't be activated unless you have a force of nature or a special item. So I think this is, like you said, just to give players the ability to even reach that threshold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm what... excited to see how strong these these chase traits are, too. Because I, I don't know if about you, but I've never really gone for a, a, cha- a real chase trait other than cybernetics. That was the only one. Mm-hmm. So one, one thing I'm concerned about with these, or them adding more galaxies, is that eventually the pool is just going to become too diluted, right? Because we, what do we so have? Like we what have five. You could get, yeah, because we have five galaxies now, and you have a fifty percent chance to get one. So you have about only a ten percent chance per game to get any particular galaxy. Do you think that's a good thing? Well, so for this update, there's gonna, you're gonna have a more, uh, like greater chance to get these two new galaxies than you were to the old ones. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think that could become a problem. But uh, I don't think it's really a. I don't think it's a problem that we should worry about, though. I, I feel like, if anything, they might just get rid of some of the, maybe like the the heavier. The... Yeah, I have a feeling they might sort of tweak the ones that they think are less interesting. Like, I I think the medium legends or the big legends, whatever it's called, is one that's going to be oh, yeah. taken out because that one's not really game. It's kind of game changing, but not really. Yeah, that's the one I was going to say that they're they're going to take out. I think because it really just extends the game like two rounds one or really two rounds at most yeah. do that much so yeah i could see them getting rid of some of the ones that they don't they don't think really changed the game much okay so uh, moving on to some more macro changes uh this is a quote directly from the riot team so they said we're making it more difficult to purposely lost streak slash open fort as it'll now risk being eliminated before stage four we still think Lost streaking should be a strategy and especially a fallback for unlucky early shop rolls or slow compositions, but they should be actively trying to lose by small margins rather than happily full on open 40. I I think that's right. I think that's what a mindset is correct. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think you should be rewarded for completely going open or like not using any items at all and you're just getting slaughtered every round. Yeah, right now, if the amount of life you save from ping-ponging in the early game feels way worse than just lose streaking like the first two or three stages. Because the amount of income you lose out on is just huge because it's so easy to get the additional, you know, three plus gold from just four losses when you take so little damage in the early game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting to see how it changes the, the late game too because a lot of players might end up being eliminated earlier with, with these new changes to the uh, to the damage. Mm-hmm. So, let's first touch on the changes to the win and loss streaks. So they're essentially just moving it down by one more win or one more loss. So for a one gold bonus, it's now two to two to three wins or losses. For a two gold bonus, it's now a three win or four loss streak. And for a three gold bonus, it's now a four win or five loss streak. So what I like about this is that they maintained the win streaking for um, the win streak income, but they changed the loss streak. So this encourages players to be more aggressive. Yeah, and it also balances out just just how, how much an early streak can really change the game for a single player. If you, like, if you get unlucky rolls, you could just kind of be screwed, and now this kind of gives you an opportunity to catch up because the people who are winning early aren't going to be 
that much like as much ahead of you now yeah they'll be more incentivized also to maintain the win streaks mm-hmm. uh i think the next bit the the bigger change is to change to base damage per stage so currently stage one you'll take zero damage obviously that's the creep round stage two you'll take three stage three four and then 5 10 15 20 and so forth so base damage is the amount of damage that an individual will take just for losing the round from the opponent's courier um so what, what they've done is they move some of the damage from uh taken per stage to the number of surviving units you have so in the future it'll be zero damage zero base damage taken for stage two one for stage three and two for stage four on the flip side they've changed the damage based on the number of surviving units uh to be significantly more so currently right now if you have four units left on your board after losing you'll only take four damage with the next patch you'll take eight damage so they've doubled it for up to five units which is a huge change so now when your character so you have your last character left that's obviously going to die and they're picking mm-hmm. off uh, that that guy with the little health you're going to be rooting a lot harder because <laughs> uh... yeah and you can't open four as easily right because before let's say you lost on stage two with uh four units before you would take the three base damage plus four units left over so that'd be seven total but now you would take eight and in the next stage you would take even more yeah, I mean, I think I think it's good. It makes the number of units left on the board meaningful at the end of a round because it doesn't feel meaningful right now at all. Which is why m- almost every game lasts till stage six. It feels like, doesn't it? Yes, yes. And a lot of people can get slaughtered just early, and it won't really do the like a, a big dent to their health. So now, now you really got to worry about how to maintain your health. Further. Yeah, you can't just lose really, really hard at stage you know three, four, and have it not matter gotta be competent realistically though with the way they change the numbers this will affect stage three four and five far more than one and two just because one and two the base damage is still incredibly low i'm sorry two and three will still be low so just this will i'm glad they they changed this i think the losing open four strategy was getting to be a little bit excessive yeah that'll that always needs to go like some somewhat losing is okay, but just pure. I'm not putting. I'm putting a bunch of crap players in and just screw it. Is uh, yeah. If I lose by five units, I lose by five units. Doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's no strategy in it. Mindless. Good job. Good it job, Brett. Good job, Rito. All right. So moving on to traits, they've added in all the chase traits for uh, a lot of different uh, classes or origins, whatever it's called. So like nine blade masters, for example, you get a hundred percent chance to proc an extra attack. Or I wonder if that's going to be good because a lot of the blade masters are squishy. So if you go nine, yeah, but they do so much they're damage. Just gonna, yeah, they're just gonna have to wipe the board fast. I feel like one Velkaz buzz just to chop them all down. <laughs> Speculation, I guess. Yeah, I mean, Blade Masters have some tanky units, though, right? They have, like, Shen. Aurelius kind of tanky, but not really. Yeah. I know, Chase traits are... I think they're supposed to be so excessive that it doesn't matter what your composition is because that one trait will overpower you. If you get them, that's it. Yeah. Like, eight Sorks, you know that's going to be a squishy team, but 
your team just needs to ult once and everything should die. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So the next trait buff, so they're buffing Celestial from 15, 30, 60 to 15, 40, 65. I think that's necessary. That's a good change. Mm -hmm. Celestial felt pretty meaningless past two. Yeah, it's going to be interesting seeing what kind of Celestial teams you can make now, too. If you can, like, incorporate the Mana Reavers somehow or uh, just go hardcore Mystic and stay with the other, the old build with the Shen, Shen Zhao. Yeah, Kassadin's a Mana Reaver, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a Celestial, right? Yes. Yeah, so that might actually be a new viable comp with Aurelia. Because I know a lot of Aurelia builds, people like putting a Bloodthirster. But if you can get to, you know, that 40% Celestial heal or 65%, you mm-hmm. can save that slot for a different item entirely. Maybe even like an extra IE instead. Or yeah. Guardian Angel or Quicksilver. Yeah, and it'll really answer for offense too. For, for that, yeah, so... So next change, they're nerfing Cybers a little bit. I think that's okay. I thought it was unnecessary. I didn't think they the were... Cybers were... They were the second strongest composition, right? Yeah, they were. But I thought it was pretty even with... Uh, even with, like, uh, the Star Guardian Sorks, I, I felt like... That they, they weren't that overpowering. Like, the way the mech was, at least. Yeah, but I think they'll be the clear-cut winners of this patch, or they'll be very strong still with this next patch. Because mech infiltrators were the only ones that really gave them trouble, and cybers overall didn't get nerfed too hard. Yeah, that's true. I guess they'll... Maybe, yeah, I guess it was more of a balance than anything. So moving on, they finally nerfed the mech pilot (laughs) by a lot, thank God. (laughs) I don't know if we could say finally, because it only took them one patch. That's true. The turnaround time is actually relatively quickly. It had one run. It went. It had one nice run. It lasted a good like one one week or whatever. It spent two weeks. But this is obviously necessary for anyone playing the game. Um, mech infiltrators would just almost be guaranteed top two and three. I've had games where if I get like an early shake or a rumble, I've I've literally tried. I've literally said to David, you know, I'm not going to look at anyone else's board. I'm only going to go for mech infiltrators, and I end up top two. Like, yeah. it's kind of ridiculous. Did it, feel, did it feel stale? It did, because, I mean, the deck is really easy to pilot, right? It's probably the... I'm sorry, not... The composition is really easy to pilot. I think it's by far the easiest composition to pilot, because your pieces are so set in stone, and there's not really any variation at all. <laughs> you just no hyper roll. <laughs> there's really no thinking at all. The only thinking you have is for your items, which is barely anything because you you just rotate the same like four to six items for them mm-hmm. so that's a great change um yeah and i still think they'll be somewhat viable next patch with all the buffs they're giving to the star guardians and sorcerers i think yeah. they'll be fine what they're doing and they also buffed uh infiltrators too so yeah they buffed them individually right yes and they also added um to their trait or they added a, a six infiltrator comp now too. Oh right. So I don't know. But you, you're you're gonna need a spatula for that to yeah. hit six right so, now. Yeah, in a in the super dense galaxy, you might be able to pull it off. Yeah, but we'll see. So the last changes, space pirates, minor buff. I don't think this is gonna make them meaningful whatsoever. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> I was yeah, so excited when I saw in the highlights that Space Pirate was under the buff section, and then I saw that it was just a 15% item drop chance 20%. to 20%. And yeah, it, hey, really it didn't do much for me. If you think about it, this is a 
essentially a 33% buff to their their four trait. It's pretty. Mm-hmm. That's pretty sizable. Yeah, but they're, they're, they still just don't have enough offense. You you have to get them way like early for to, to get enough items to actually make them viable. I've been trying, Stan. It's it's really hard to to make it work. <laughs> one day, David. One day. Achieve your dreams. One like, day. If you go space pirates and you get top four, or if you get fourth, I, I say you did a great job. <laughs> yeah, you really need almost everything to line up perfectly. Yeah, so. I will do everything right. I will. I have three star Jace. Got ahead, everything. Fourth was my best with that team. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to do yet. You problem also, David. But to all my space pirate fans out there, like I said last time, I'm not going to give up. But when I find the comp, I'm just going to make a five minute pod where I just talk about it real quick and put it out there. Inspiring. <laughs> yes. Inspiring. Okay, so moving on to uh, champion changes. Uh, I mean, it seems like they want to make tier one champions more viable, right? They just keep buffing. Yeah. Caitlyn and Zoe over and over again. Yeah, I don't know if that was because they were so useless, or they they just want them to be usable later. I think they want to make hyper troll or uh, hyper rolling a viable strategy. Yeah, they don't want it to just be saving up for two star or three star, three cost, four cost, five costs. Which I like. It gives players more variety and strategies. I mean, right when the set came out, I think Zoe was actually like the most useless character, right? Yeah, now, Zoe was. What? Yeah, by far the most useless character. So I, I, I mean, she really needed these buffs. So, <laughs> Caitlyn, I feel like was is already pretty strong. Yeah, and I don't uh, know if you need to buff her more. And Zaya, too. I go Zaya for my like stage, like one and two, or two to three carry. Yeah, but you oh, never man. really hold on to her, right? No, yeah, you never do. Pass that. Yeah, you would never. Maybe would. they they want to make that viable to be able to hold on to your. Tier one champion is your character. They probably want to see the celestial protector, or something like that, come into play to make like a more balanced overall meta. Yeah, my assumption, and so they need these characters to be a little better, which is why they should have made the space pirates a little better. You know, like Darius and uh, Graves, but uh, we already talked about that. <laughs> you know what's odd? It feels like the the space pirates individually are quite decent. Yeah, like Graves is pretty good by himself because his ult it's amazing. Darius is passable; like he's a decent character. Well, Darius is just good at the beginning, and then is is no longer good. Yeah, that's true. Jace is just amazing the entire game long. Yeah, yeah, Jace is just Jace is my boy. Maybe it was just the gangplank nerf that just ruined everything. Yeah, I think it did. I think you're right. Moving on to the next champion change that we think is relevant uh they're changing Rakan Rakan quite significantly they're lowering his mana from 150 to 100 but they're also reducing the radius of his knockup I think this will make him a much more reliable champion to use while also keeping him in tune because when he ulted it didn't feel like it was a two cost ulting but definitely needed something yeah, because it, it would take him so long to ult, but when he did ult, it felt like it was a four-cost ulting with how powerful it was. I don't know, Rakan, uh, for me, like he was kind of a character I just didn't ever want to put items on because I just didn't really feel like I felt his presence that much. So I think he definitely needed this, this to make him more noticeable. Yeah, while well, also not making him too oppressive because it just changed the mana. I could see that being really, really powered but i'm i'm happy with the change they made there 
Yeah. Uh, the next big champion changes, nerfing Shaco a little bit. Uh, they're nerfing specifically his three star, which I think is good because three star Shaco will just literally one shot your entire team. Yeah, he was a very scary man. Or yeah. whatever he is, demon thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Hey, I don't know. He sounds like a man. Maybe I'm so, just not woken up. Do you think it's actually that big of a nerf though? Four hundred percent to three hundred fifty percent damage. I think so, because, well, the main thing is that people build IE on Shaco, and as you know, IE doubles your crit damage, mm -hmm. so that scales directly off the IE. So that multiplier goes from 3.5 times 2, or times 3, whatever it is, down to, I mean, 4 times 3 to 3. Point, or 3.5 times 3. Yes. <laughs> so I think it's pretty significant. Um, it makes Shaco definitely. It still makes him viable to three star. Three star should be scary, but four hundred percent was a little bit excessive because he would actually just one shot tanks, which I think is too much. Yeah, I think he was kind of a like a go to. Everybody tried to three star him, and I think when a character becomes that, they want to get away from that, right? Yeah, it's sense. hard to tell though how much of it strength of mech infiltrator. The strength of Shaco. We'll see. I, I mean, think they went hand in nature. hand, but I think just himself, like, because you could also run him with with Dark Star, and he would be just as scary. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't think it was all all Mech Infiltrator. But... Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how it shakes up with the next patch. But moving on, they're buffing Syndra's attack range from six sixty to just a hair under nine hundred. I I don't know if this is necessary. This one scares me. Because they're adding, they're buffing a lot of the Star Guardians and Sorcerers already. So this might put Star Guardians and Sorcerers over the top in the next meta. Mm -hmm. I think it's highly likely that uh, that they're the next meta, the Sorcerers. Yeah, that'll, that'll be scary. One thing I think that helps is that they're nerfing tiers. That's good, right? That's a good start because yeah. that I kind of enables that nerf, though, Eddie comp. So they changed the base mana from, fifth, uh, from 20 to 15. So. Well, there's a loss of five. I, I don't think it's enough to really be like a big nerf that you'd notice. That's true. I think the thing with tiers is that people were making serves and just stacking them on people to ult right away. Yeah. So that extra 10 mana is like an extra auto, which I think could be relevant in a lot of fights. Oh, there was nothing worse than going gunslingers and having like a fully decked jinx or something and watching those purple bubbles just hit her one second in. Yeah, and just, just, just vaporized. Since you just kill everyone one shot, or yeah, the common was, Void Brawler build, people would put a Seraphs on Belkaz and he would ult almost instantly just one shot half your team half the time. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that pretty sure Source will be meta next patch, but yeah. we'll see. It looks like it's the coming meta. Yeah. Especially if this, you hit the eight. Does I mean, Belkaz like, change? I feel like Sorry, eight's not even necessary. I feel like you can go with a new character, um, Syndra and Velkaz, and you could just still have those are three. It looks like they're going to be really powerful characters. We know Syndra and Belkaz are very powerful. We'll have to see with the new legendary, but just damage alone, yeah. those three are, are scary. The no problem is what, it's what uh, it's always harder to build the front line consistently, right? Yeah. Around Sorks. Like with Infiltrators, you never really had this problem because the pilot was just obviously what you would do. Maybe Mech Sorcerer will be meta next pass just because having a big body helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Mech Sorcerer definitely feels like it could be 
Could be there. Brawler Sorcerer. Possibly. Possibly. I could see it just because the the void buff. Or not the void buff, but the void trait with Velkaz mm. automatically makes Brawler a natural choice. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, I can't tell if this Velkaz changes a buff or nerf. So they're nerfing the duration that his beam is actually lasts, but they're saying it's more efficient on smaller group of units. So it's kind of hard to judge this, I think, until we actually play around with it and yeah. see how much more efficient it is. I really hope it's just not... <laughs> I hope it's not like a auto-aim almost. <laughs> like where it's Velkaz is now so smart that he just perfectly gets that beam on there. Yeah, right, yeah. right now, though, he just... It feels really bad sometimes if you have a Velkaz because he'll just ult nothing for the first three quarters of it, and then the last quarter of it will hit one unit. Yeah. So well, you gotta take the good with the bad when you have a character that can literally one shadow the whole board if it's done properly. So <laughs> yeah, I suppose he's the only carry in the game where you kind of have to worry to that extent about his ult just not hitting anything. Yeah, and you can like put your carries in like the corners possibly, and if if he's far back enough on his side, then it just won't reach him. Mm-hmm. What do you think so about the soul buff? Do you think rebels make a comeback? No. I think nine rebels would be yeah, viable. Because there's nine now? It's really hard to say. A soul was really toxic when he's viable, though, in my opinion. I'm sure every comp where you get all nine of them is going to be amazing. So I'd, I'd, I'd say it's safe to say the rebels are back. I think it's good that they're buffing Soul because I think what happened in the last patch was that the rebels kind of became obsolete, and I don't think you want an obsolete faction. So Soul definitely needed a buff, and now that they have this nine cost uh, chase trait, uh, I think it's likely we see them back as as one of the metas if you get them all. So it's good that they bought the the trait back. Yeah, this uh, it's. Still relatively minor buff. I mean, 150 health is actually quite a bit, but the 5 armor buff doesn't really help much. I think nerfing the strength of Mech Infiltrator definitely helps Yeah, it's going to be their biggest buff. Yeah. For them. That's, their, that's every composition's biggest buff. Just having Mech Infiltrators out of the game or much weaker than what it is. Yeah, and I don't know if it really matters, but they did give Jinx a tiny buff. They gave her a 0.5 more attack speed. So... You know, it's not even 0.5, it's 0 0.05. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. 0 0.05. Point, so, yeah. 0.5 would be huge. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> Jinx is coming for you with just, that 0 0.05 faster attack speed. She's coming with that new buff. <laughs> I wonder how those buffs are made where they're just so small. Like, who, who thinks of it and why? Like, how do they present they probably, it to the, the crew? I mean, they probably have data on this, right? They see someone's like 48% win rate. We're like 49% when two started, and they think, oh, let's just tweak it a little bit to try to push it up to 49. Yeah. All right. That's how I would imagine it going, but who knows? So, uh, moving on to the item changes. So, Chalice of Favor now also grants mana to Holder. Which is another that? reason. Which is another reason why the Sorks are coming for you. Yeah, I think Star Guardians will be very strong. Yeah, it seems like it'll be strong because they're just going to be ulting constantly. Because they're just going to refresh their mana every turn, every second, if you item them properly. 
yeah, this will be it's just gonna be machine gun cinders all day long in every single lobby. I can already see it because people are still building cinders right yeah. now in lobbies. It's gonna be scary. Those purple bubbles. Okay. So nerfing De Deathblade from two stacks to zero. This felt unnecessary. Deathblade didn't feel too. Well, I don't. I don't know if I would call it a nerf. They just completely so yeah, changed this might how be a it buff. is. Yeah, because okay. now each stack has thirty attack damage instead of fifteen. So. So nerf before any two units die. It's a buff after any two units die. Mm -hmm. So. so this might be a better item on. Uh, yeah, this might be better on blasters now. Yeah. Yeah, that's possible, especially because be decent. All their shots bounce off people, so anybody who dies could get that. Yeah, which is scale. So Frozen Heart attacks would be slowed, buff from forty to fifty percent. Minor buff, I think that's fine. Mm -hmm. I thought it was still a decent item. One of the items zone. I see the least in the game, though. So I wonder if it's enough to actually make people want to use it. Yeah, that's. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think the issue is that people would save their uh, the chain vest or whatever the armor item is called for bramble vest a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Or guardian angel. Because those felt like must-haves. Right? To have a guardian angel on your have. carry. But with the nerf going out to mech infiltrators, maybe people won't be building it as often because they don't have to worry about you know dropping aggro on their chin and from getting one shot. Yeah, I hope so. So, this is actually pretty big. RFC bonus range from 100 to 200%. What do you think about that? Is, does that really change much? Because didn't it already give you maximum range? <laughs> well, not on a melee character. This basically makes any, me so melee, any character melee character, character basically just turns into even more of a ranged character. I don't know if this is that big of a deal, to be honest. I do like the, the new animation that they put in for people like me who are visuals and need to see what it's actually doing. I mean, I've always I've always thought that uh, the rapid-fire cannon's been a good item, so I guess it just makes it that much better. But um, I'm not sure if it will really... if it really does that much for me. What melee character would you ever put it on? I think this would be amazing on uh, Aurelia, right? Yeah. Because she doesn't have to run, because you know she ults so quickly that a lot of times she'll waste her time trying to run around to melee as a unit. Mm -hmm. Aurelia was literally the only character that came to mind for me on this. So yeah, this could be strong for mana reavers if mana reavers somehow become meta, like a celestial mana reaver build. <laughs> put RFC on your Aurelia and cast it in. <laughs> Maybe just theory crafting a little bit too much, but I hope that, so. That. <laughs> I'll tell you that. That'd be amazing, right? What a meta. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I like they're adding a beam on the attack. I yeah. think it looked kind of ridiculous. I'm all for the beam. It's just mailing people two hexes away. Uh, imagine having it on like a show or something and he's just like stomping the ground next to him. I mean, that's what, what he would actually do. <laughs> Moving on. Small Shroud of Stillness buff. Eh, it's fine. I don't think it's going to really impact the game in any meaningful way. Yeah, I thought that was a really strong item, and it's just it's too RNG on how it, it works. It's just, yeah. It's not an I item mean, I would build because I wouldn't be able to actually make use of it until the like last three lives. Extremely late game, yeah. I, I also agree. 
the biggest item change is here, I think. Zeke's from two hex to one hex, but the attacks be buffed from 18 to 30 percent. That's that's pretty significant, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, that's pretty huge. Imagine like a stacked chrono comp with multiple Zeke's. I think it's bigger for non-chrono comps. I think because that's what those comps suffer from the most. So now getting two chronos, like you'd rather have a Zeke's than just having two chronos even because that 30 percent taxi from the start is way more valuable yeah definitely gonna change how you use like vanguards for instance it would be a much better item to have now for a comp mm -hmm. like that because i like going vanguards yeah this definitely benefit blasters quite a bit i don't know about snipers because Jin doesn't scale that hard would you want your blasters right next to each other that's the only downside of this for me i like to spread my blasters so I like yeah, at least to keep the MF and the Jinx separated, just in case you lose one. Yeah, I it it all depends on the situation, right? But I think yeah. without mech infiltrators, it's not as important to spread out. We'll see if how strong really Smurfs are. If it's really good, remember there's now six infiltrators. It's six infiltrator uh, trait, so. Hey, I don't think that'll happen too often. It's I because you have the special one. True. All right. Anything else in the update? That's about it, right? I think our prediction is is pretty clear, right? We think sor sorcerers are coming. Yeah. Time of the sorcerers and star guardians are coming for us. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> Likewise, mystics will become extremely meta. It feels like. If they're strong enough to counter it, that'll love we'll to. A hundred and five magic resist quite a bit. That comes out to like 70% magic reduction or something ridiculous. So we might see like a comp to counter, like a Vanguard, Mystic, and then one Jin if you're in like the super dense galaxy. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, if Sorcerer meta, you won't need the four Vanguards, right? You could just have two Vanguards That's true. or two yeah. Brawlers and run four Mystics. Yeah, very true. Well, I think that's about it for well, this episode. Thanks for tuning in. And we will uh, we'll have like a follow up in a few days after we get a get some reps in on this new update. Yeah, after we get a feel for everything. So stay tuned for the next episode. Yeah, over and out. Thank you. <laughs>